Today is June 26, and the Yankees just swept the Blue Jays, winning the third game with a walk-off victory. They're on their way to London, coming off a 10-game home stretch in which they went 9-1. I'm excited. Jake's excited. You're excited. Let's talk Yanks. What is up? Thank you, everybody, for clicking play and hearing what we have to say in the month that comes after May. It's June. And the Yankees are in the middle of a June swoon. How about that, Jake? Zero planning there. But they're winning a lot. They just won yeah, a I think series. Yeah, s- swoons are bad, man. No, it's not. It's like when you fall in love. Like, whoo, he made me melt. Whoo. Swoon. Yeah, I know. When you use it like you're falling in love with someone, I know swoon. Yeah, Yanks are falling in love with winning. An occurrence of fainting, faint from extreme emotion. So I guess extreme emotion, you can go either way with it. Yep, yep. Well, well, here's the thing. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. He's a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut. So for the people that are East Coasters and are like, oh, why are you a Yankee fan in Denver? That's why we say that. But if you're just a Yankee fan that lives in Denver and you're not originally from the East Coast, that's totally fair. We allow it. We allow it. Don't, a- don't yeah, think don't, you're not you allowed. You don't even have to say the Denver thing. You don't want people to know you're in Denver? It kind of feels like a shot to the gut when we start every show. No, that's like that's like radio and podcast 101. You got to tell people where you are. It gives you a sense of everything. It's like a lot of times when they interview, where are you calling us from today? And they're like, oh, I'm actually on the golf course. <laughs> okay, weird. Why? But that really is broadcasting, or like a broadcasting role. Old broadcasting. We're the new wave, baby. We got to set our own rules, man. Jake's in Denver. And this episode is brought to you by three special people. Arash. Double gut punch. Abrashamshi. I mean, that was tough. Arash. Arash. Abrashamshi. Yeah. You think I got it? He's He's been a part of this for a while. I know. He must have re-upped. Yeah. Bill Malcolm and Jude Michael. Hey, Jude. Are you excited for the new Beatles movie thing? Didn't know about it, so I don't know. Damn, man. You're a weird guy. Why? You like you know everything or you know nothing. You're no tweeners. I I don't like consume like what you consume and what I consume is so different cuz I go niche. I like dig out my own things and you just consume what like the radio and the world gives you. Like I don't know any you have hit a songs. Movie podcast. <laughs> you're pretty deep in that world. I don't know. There's a new Bruce Springsteen song movie coming out. And you're a awesome. music guy too. It's like two worlds combining. There's a it it looks like a fun concept. You you'll probably you might hate it. It's uh 
It's a Indian guy who like he's a struggling artist, and then one morning he wakes up and the whole world has forgotten Beatles songs, and now it's like he he sings a Beatles song and it gets popular, and then I'm assuming it becomes a struggle of him like mentally feeling like he's stealing music and becoming popular. Uh, versus like providing the Beatles to the world. So I don't know. There's that. We're sponsored by that today with the Patreons. It's called Yesterday. Cool. I respect the Beatles. I'm not like in love with them. There's a Bruce Springsteen one also about an Indian kid who falls in love with Bruce Springsteen. So I'm more excited for that one. Anyway, (laughs) Arash, Bill, and Jude are our most recent Patreon sponsors. They get live access, video access, and a chance to win two jerseys each and every month by affordablejerseys.com. We just gave sells, one away. We just gave one away, and they, I have to get in touch with that person who won it, and which sells fully licensed, majestic, cool base jerseys. And here's a little whispered secret. If you wanted to buy one now, you could use the code BREAKDOWN and get 10% off. That's another venture. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys in on it because I like you more. And by the way, I'm actually coming to you guys live from Denver right now. Jason Denver. Got it. All right. So we got three games to talk about here, Jake. And usually this is where I said, like, where are you coming from? What's your mood? I'm so loopy. I'm so out of it. I'm so tired. Uh, you can probably tell already. So that's where I'm coming to you from. I'm exhausted. How yeah, are you? You've- You've you've given me double gut punches. I'm doing well, man. Um, we we got we got a sweep. We had an incredible homestand. I I think the thing that's different in my head than yours right now is that like we've like I'm telling you the next like 48 hours are gonna be weird because like you're gonna go through the one off day and you're gonna be like oh okay it's a Thursday off day. By Friday at like 6 p.m., you're going to feel uncomfortable. So I'm like, I'm living knowing that and still like powering through. We got our dubs. We have a couple incredible things going on with the team. Um, And dude, it's just so funny how fast baseball moves. Like, I totally forgot that Monday was the Holder game. The Holder game was was this series? Yes, it was Monday. That's crazy. That is crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yes. Yeah, this London trip. I was doing the burns, and I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) What? Baseball moves fast. We do have, like, this London thing. Like, we were having a lot of conversations about it. There's there's a lot of conversations that aren't part of this game because there's, like, the Stanton news, the Clinton thing, London. Do you want to do any of that right now? Stanton's going to the IL again because he banged up his knee. Yeah, Stan hurts his knee sliding into third and his hand got stepped on, so everyone is fearing like bad stuff there. Comes out it's knee contusion. He's going to the IL. Um I obviously don't know a lot about it. I think the Yankees viewed it through their lens of rest and why bother? We're doing so good that they were like, "Hey, we could throw him on the IL till the All-Star break essentially." get him some extra rest, and try to get him a second half because his first half has been an absolute nightmare. It's, it's bad news. Did you hear Boone's press conference? No. It's a full two-week shutdown and, like, reevaluate. They said, Boone, do you think he'll be back in two weeks? He said, no, we don't expect him back anytime soon. 
Oh, wowzers. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's news to me. I guess that, that happened right now. Um, because, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought the original thing they were saying was that it wasn't, wasn't a new injury or anything like that. I think Boone, I think they throw out timetables, but it's like, he's not doing anything for 10 to 14 days and then they're going to see. So I think it's worse than we know. That's uh, I mean, that's super bizarre. If you look at the highlight, um, I mean, you see the leg move a little bit, but um, then I, I don't know. I mean, then I'm, I mean, Stanton's out of my head for a long time now then. Yeah, which is crazy that we can handle that. We were just so all like swooning over, over Stanton. He was so happy. He, he was, was so, so happy this series that he hit a home run. I know, he was. He was really happy, and it's not. It's like a weird, stupid injury sliding bat poorly. On a sliding in the third. We've had, we've had a couple bad injuries this year. Oh, yeah, Andujar was a slide in the third as well. Yep, different side. Yeah, different slide. One was going forward, one was moving back. But it both took their seasons back. Wow. You drinking a glass of mud? Yes. Oh my god! In Denver. In Denver, mud glass. The weird guy. Weird the guy. ugliest guy I've ever seen. So what's going on with? So they're bringing up Talkman. Yeah, Talkman is the twenty-sixth man. No, Talkman replaces Stanton. Tyro Estrada is the twenty-sixth man. Chance Adams and Higashioka are the reserves. Yes. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And so and Higgy. If, uh, we didn't really explain that at all. The the London series, you get to bring three extra guys in case there's injuries, which blew Jimmy and my mind the other day because we're like, wow, they they held a meeting about the London series and they thought some things out, which was that, smart. It's actually, technically, that's correct, but I found out it's 26-man rosters for the two game and then two reserves. So, like, Ty- Tyro will be available off the bench. Chance and Higgy will only be available if someone gets hurt. What are the words you just told me? Tyro's available off the bench. Tyro's going to be in pinstripes in the London series. Yes. Cancel all my meetings, Noodle the Doodle. Excited? I'll watch the games now. (laughs) Now you're in. I wasn't in. Now I'm in. All right. I mean... I almost want to tiptoe around this conversation because people don't like, I don't know. I feel like people like you would say that this is a bad sign for Clint. It's such a bad sign. Yeah. So I, I, there's a gentleman that uh, DMS me on the Instagram a decent amount talking Jake. You can follow there if you want. And uh, he's a big Clint guy, Matt, Matt Sussman. And he was like, he's like, man, he, he did the, is Clint coming up? And I was like, no, they're going Talkman. And then he gave a little, he's like, dude, I appreciate Gardner, but is he not like blocking Clint? And I said, no, man. What Yankee fans need to get through their head is Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier do not play the same position. <laughs> Edwin Encarnacion and Clint Frazier currently play the same position. Brett Gardner is on the team to back up left field and center field. Clint Frazier can't do a third of that. He could play left field for a couple innings, and that's it. Maybe, maybe with 380 feet walls in, in London. But I think that's a big thing that Yankee fans are going to have to get over the hurdle. 
Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier don't even play the same position anymore. Clint Frazier and Edwin Encarnacion play the same position. So, yeah, so it's a bad sign that Clint doesn't make this trip for defense, for defensive reasons, right? It's a bad sign that he doesn't make it as like a, hey, where do you stand with the organization? Right. Because if they liked Clint and they wanted to do good by their young guy, they'd reward him with the London trip. Like, because who cares? They'd make him a reserve. They'd make him the 26th man because, like, it's not going to come into play. Um, they could have brought Clint instead of Tyro as an extra bat. Like, they could have him. Into- yeah, I mean, think think about when's Tyro Estrada going to come into the London game. It would be like when when our high school team took a trip to Cooperstown and they threw us in for the last inning for Schlitz and Giggles. Like, yes. that's, that's like the only way Tyro gets in this game. So all I'm saying is if Clint was in the good graces of the organization, he'd be up in London. I don't care if it doesn't yes. work out defensively, whatever. Like, they'd just be like, hey, we like this kid. We want you to experience this with us, but you're going to be a reserve or whatever. It's not a good sign that he's not coming up. I th- I think the more and more we get here, go here, I, I think Clint's days are have been numbered. I, I remember I was remember I was at seventy percent. We see him in pinstripes again. Thirty, we don't. I, I've moved it to sixty five, thirty five. Oh, the John Boy five percent move. Yeah, this London move put me on a five percent swing. I mean, in in my head, I mean, dude. Well, a Giancarlo and the Talkman just- thing, dude. They they've gone out of their ways. To let Clint know you're in our bad graces, twice now. I, I think in my opinion, they tr- they try to teach Clint life lessons that Mike Mike Talkman started playing AAA games before Clint Frazier did, and he did take his 72 hours, and people wanted to make a thing out of it, which it's not. But Mike Talkman rushed back and played baseball as quick as he could, and I think they want to. They want to show some examples of that. I'm I'm not moving my my meter yet, just because we just saw Giancarlo Giancarlo San just hurt his knee sliding head first, which is bizarre. That's a good that's and a good point. Um, you know, we saw Edwin Edwin had a nice hustle play today. Shout out to E squared. Um, that was actually a huge play in this game. Um, and I I just think a, again the injury bug isn't over, and I don't think it's gotten ugly enough that like. I don't know if another out quote unquote outfielder Edwin were to go down. Like, I don't think it's going to be like Mike Ford over Clint. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Have you, his not Clint's doing really poorly in triple a right now. Yeah. But, but that's, I but, don't know. It, it turns into minor league. It turns into spring training. Like, and he's okay. probably pretty upset. He's probably don't like, care. Fuck this. Yeah. He's been like one twenty five. I saw or something like that. Um, all right. So I, I, I do like, I, I'm not trying to like, all I'm trying to say is I think this shows that Clint's not in the good grace of his organization. And that is my personal opinion. I put stock into this and I, other people don't put any stock into that stuff. And I think that's fair as well. I'm just letting you know that I do. And I think that's a sign that like, if they wanted to do right by Clint, they would have sent Talkman down before him. Cause it didn't matter. And they would have brought him to London as a reserve. Cause it's like just the nice thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess to spin out of here quick, um, the big rumor in Yankee land this week, which we can touch quickly because it is sneaking up every time, was the Luis Castillo rumor from the Reds, uh, 26-year-old starting pitcher for them who's having a good year. 
that was the hot topic in Yankee land. Got some people that were like, yo, can you talk about this? Um, it's not even it, a rumor. I'm not even going to count that as a rumor. One guy yeah, oh, said... Well, it's a rumor because it got out, and that's what rumors are. But um, it's it's not, like, verified. It wasn't Buster only saying, you know, Castillo's on the block. I, I think something that might be something close to you were saying is age-wise and years-wise, you think this is what Cashman is looking for. Yeah, so Luis Castillo, he's a little older, but he's got four years of um, team control left, and then, well, like, like one year of, ar- of control and three years of arbitration. It's the same exact thing as Clint, years-wise. Like four years of arbit- and three of arbitration, I think. Pitchers are more value than a hitter who can't field, so I think Yankees would have to do like Clint plus. But yeah. that makes more sense math-wise than like Clint Frazier for Marcus Stroman, which still doesn't right. add up to me. And it, and it gets Clint away, and Clint would thrive in Cincinnati. A, yeah, he'd look good in the red. B, they got Puig, Dietrich, Votto doing this whole like personality-driven situation where like, hey, we're going to just be fucking... Crazy hair, chains, celebrating. Swag. Yeah. Swag. But like, who knows? But I just think like that was the first one where I was like, yeah, that adds up price wise if they were to do that. I don't know why they'd get rid of him and want Clint. (laughs) We'd have to really sweeten the pot with something else. But yeah, that's that's where you and I talked about this briefly. And uh, we'll we'll never know until it happens if it were to ever happen. I think the Yankees would have to give up a lot. Castillo's 26 and having a really good year with a lot of control. And that is I know we think Clint's bat speed, the glitch is awesome, but he he's been on a couple teams now and we don't know if he can field. I think it would be Clint, another big prospect and probably like a third name, you know, Um as a prospect, so uh, uh, we'll see. But that was the big rumor in Yankee land this week. Um, you guys know that's not our forte until it goes down. Um, but we are prepping for one big trade voicemail episode, which will probably have Jimmy in a in a scary mode and me getting all riled up. We'll do it. I mean, it's not yeah. yet. It's not yet. We'll just maybe we'll just go full good cop bad cop on it. I, I'm more in in tune with it now because I've now have like three seasons where I really pay attention to like all the other trades around the league. Right. So I have a better gauge. So I can get myself into it a little better now. I want you to go full Francesor in the trade episode. Wait, are you saying you want people to we're gonna have people send in their trades? Maybe. I, I'm just saying when we do our voicemail episode that's around the trade deadline, I mean that's gonna be the topic. You know, oh, dude, I that's that's really tough because you say you want me to go full Francesca like that was my favorite week or two weeks of radio as a youth when people would call in Francesca with their trades and he'd just be like, are you fucking dumb? I think we let you out of the cage. I think we, we I don't, try to I get don't, your... I don't want to be mean to people. <laughs> I, I want to see it. I want it to be like your one day a year. Like, do you? Do you remember the episode of Scrubs where Bob Kelso, he's nice one day a year, and that's when everyone has to sign off on their like stuff for the year? I want the reverse of that. I want just mean, rude John Boy one day a year trade voicemails up. We can do a trade voicemails up. We'll, we'll see talk about it. it. We'll, we'll talk. see how it is. People, are, people the, the things I get tweeted to me already are just like, no. 
I know. Someone DM'd me on Instagram, and they're like, do you think the Yankees get Bumgarner, or do they go cheap and trade for Stroman? And I was like, Stroman's going to cost more than Bumgarner. And that's, <laughs> that's like... Jimmy, Jimmy's head just fell into the mic, and I'm in Denver. <laughs> Jake's in Denver. Let's burn game I, one already. Jesus Christ, we got to get on one. with this. Yankees versus Blue Jays, game one. Jake, burn! Game one, first of three with Toronto. Are they this year's Orioles? Shut your butt about it. CC Sabathia versus Hannibal Lecter Sanchez as the Yankees try to murder the Jays before London. A lot of murders in this year's Burns. Anyways, Vlad the Impaler Jr. with an RBI double, and it's getting rowdy after Tellez's RBI double. 2-0 Jays. Yanks are scoreless until the fifth. This Hicks, this Hicks. Unstoppable three-run Yabo. Yanks get on top. And don't look back with a seven-run sixth, Jimmy. Urshela infield single, okay. Gardner in fielder's choice. Ah. Voigt double to left, two-run score, yep. And then Cherry on top, Giancarlo. Let the rhythm take you over, Giancarlo. Three-run homer, 445. It's 10-2 Yankees, and then, oh my God, Jonathan Holder puts on a firework display that now you have to appreciate. Five earned runs, two homers. That'll get you a one-way bus ticket to Scranton, the Electric City. Ottavino and Chapman, come on. Hold on. Your final, Jim. 10-8 Skanks. Man, this game feels like forever ago. If you asked me... Before this episode, when was the Jonathan Holder fiasco? I would have said like the first game of last series. Yeah. You know what? It's really good that Holder blew up. I don't know if I should say this for later in the show, but I think it's the one of the better. I think a lot of good came from this Holder blow up. You kind of said it right, Jim, that Holder... Holder was teetering the line so hard. Like, he would be bad, and then he'd have one meh appearance, and you'd be like, okay, is he going to figure it out soon? This was the punctuation that you got to go, buddy. And it's it's tough because, like, we like Jonathan Holder. Him him and his wife have gotten stuff from our shop before. Go check out the Talking Yank shop if you haven't. And, like, he was really solid last year. I, I'm not going to get into my incarcerated Bob fights, but um, it it just, it clearly hit the point, and it's like, hey, go try to do whatever Chad bro did because you are completely broken. Yeah, yeah. It also allowed Chad to make an appearance from the bullpen, which he hasn't done in quite a bit. He's been locked into the opener role, know when you're pitching, and uh-oh, Moments notice, Chad, you got to come into game like our actual back-end reliever, which we're going to need you to be. Like, opener's awesome, but we're going to need you to be a back-end reliever, too. Comes in, strikes out the first two, then, uh, like, two weak singles, and they bring an auto to get the strikeout. So, it wasn't, like, perfect. Two weak singles existed. But then he opens the next game, so it kind of put Chad through a little test run ringer of, like, Okay, you're back end reliever now. Oh, and now you're the opener again. And he passed 
with good colors, and it lets Holder go work on shit. Did you see his post game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. He said all the right things. He said, you know, um, me and Larry have been working every day. It's not for lack of effort. I'm going to go down there and, like, try some things. And I asked him, like, even with a big victory, like, we were trying to work on things today. And his answer was awesome. He says, no major yeah. league pitcher has ever tried to work on things in the middle of a major league game. Yeah. It's not possible. Um, well, maybe he should stop working with Larry because he's the problem. You can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, guys, don't be mad at Larry Rothschild. When Chad Green got fixed, he talked to Larry every day. That's Jimmy's rant on it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good presser. And it, like the one, not tear-jerking moment, but he was like, it's, I swear it's not because of hard work, because I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that was kind of a bummer. And he also said, which um, is one of the struggle of baseballs that a lot of sports don't see, is that John, they were like, hey, Jonathan, have you dealt with this? Have have you gone through like a pitching slump like this ever? And he's like, No, man. <laughs> like this 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 has never this has never happened to Jonathan Holder but that, playing I, baseball. He, I saw that answer. I was like, Well, last year you had like four bad outings, you got sent down, you got called back up, you were good. Like Yeah, happen. but this 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 has been worse. Yeah. Anyway, this this game, CC opened it up and was looking rough. Walk, double, strikeout. Fly ball, single, double. Two runs in the first. I was like, oh, no. But in the end, what did CC go in the end? 6-2? 5-2? He went six, man. Dude, he uh, went in the end, CC went six innings pitch, two earned runs, nine Ks. Like, bad first inning. One of his better outings of the season. 104 pitches, which I believe was his season high. Um, ERA down to 404 people. Um which is really good because he got the seesaw teeter totter award, whatever it was, a, a star to go. And now CC's kind of back on track doing CC things. Um, it was scary after that first inning because we had just played two great series against the best teams in the AL. The Orioles, or oh, I just did it. The Blue Jays came to town with everyone calling them last year's Orioles. They get too early. People started saying it. Yankees came back and dominated outside of Jonathan Holder. Yeah, right. Besides Jonathan Holder, it's a pretty good game. Besides Jonathan Holder, this is a 10-2 game. Yeah. Yeah. Stanton's first home run. Um, Stanton and Hicks pimped one. Hicks had a good game. You called those both yeah. those home runs. Are you leading me into that? No, no. I, I thought about saying something. I, I didn't want to put any salt in the wound. It, I mean, it's convenient. Um, oh, and LeMahieu, four hits. So, Yeah, well, that's nothing. That's, that's nothing new. Yeah. Hey, the coolest thing that happened in this game, I, I posted it on my account and the Instagram account today, is that Gary threw out Guriel in the third inning, which really helped because CC actually had a, like a bad first, and then he had a, no runs in the second, but it was still like, oh, shit, CC doesn't have it. In the third, someone gets on, and then Gary throws him out, and there's actually way more behind the scenes that happened that CC said in his post-game press conference. Uh, Ruko asked him, like, how about Gary throwing him out? And he's like, oh, that was huge. Because with runner on, I was trying my slide step so he could get to the plate quicker so the runner wouldn't give more time to have a big jump. And Gary told him, hey, forget about the slide step. I got you. Because with that, well, he's, he had more control without the slide. So Gary sees that CC's doing the slide step. Gary says... 
You don't have control with it. Lift your leg up, big fella. I got you. And then when he did throw out Guriel, CeCe did the big leg kick like normal, and he popped him, which gives CeCe just the confidence like, okay, no more slide step. I can throw strikes now. It was faltering. Pretty cool. And that's, that's uh, I mean, it's why, it's why catchers become managers. Um, and if you're someone out there who still thinks Gary Sanchez is a lazy bum, he, he knows all his pitchers, and he goes out, and he hits at an incredible rate, and he's been so good this year. It, I mean, that's just always been laughable to call a catcher lazy. A starting, You know how much right. work starting catchers have to do? We've yeah. talked about this, like, versus, like, an outfielder. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. But I, this, this, this is a perfect example. If, if, you're one of, if you've still got a friend out there who's a Gary hater, mentioned how he saw that CC was doing better without the slide step and said... I've got this cannon back here, which he does 1.85 pop time. That's silly. Silly. It's silly. Silly. It's so silly. Anything else from this game? I think the mountain air is getting to me. I don't think so. No, I got no problems with the way Boone did anything. It's actually a perfect time to go to Holder. 10 to 2. Yeah, and like you said, uh, de- decent stuff kind of came out of it, which is messed up. But All right, let's move on to game two then. Game duh. On your mark. As they say. Guess it. Burn. Clayton Richard Skelski versus Chester Alert. <laughs> opener day for the Yanks. Will they remain undefeated on opener days? How about a little sumo action to start as the Yankees go belly to belly to start this one off with David John going long gone and future captain Aaron Judge putting one into the right field bleachers. Two nothing quick. Scratch that. Reverse it. Glaber bomb. Three nothing. This is going to get ugly quick, right? Wrong. The Jays would plate two in the six as Chester does their job again, but it's a one run game until please. Don't touch my bird. Parrot time for E squared as he visits the short porch. Randall Grichuk plates one in the ninth, but he has an ugly name, which leads to an ugly Jays result. 4-3 final. Chester to Canely to Tarpley to Britain to Chappie. Wow. Dude, Grichuk pretty dirty there, huh? Did Grichuk dirty, and I dropped a Richard Skelski in there, which... I mean, I want to become part of Talking Yanks lore, but I don't know how to get there. It's your old boss's name. No. Oh, Richard Skelsey. What a stupid story. Okay. Well, we had this roommate in college. He's been sober for like 10 years now, but he was raging alcoholic. He was on the sauce back then. We were kind of bad guys, but we were in college getting drunk like, Four or five nights a week, too, so we kind of... Anyways. <laughs> so, so our buddy told him, like, dude, you're acting like Richard Skeltsy right now, which was a completely made-up name. Like He, he just he, made up a name. He just made up a name. It was like, dude, you're acting so much like Richard Skeltsy right now. And our alcoholic buddy got so mad. I think he threw a chair. Yeah. I think he, he broke he, a chair. He like, didn't really who the know fuck Rich- is that? <laughs> the fuck am I acting like? 
So if you find, if you ever if you ever need a fake name in the talking Yanks world, drop a Richard Skelsky. How about that? Fuck is Richard Skelsky. Why am I acting like him? Oh man, dude, such a Richard Skelsky reaction. <laughs> I'm with uh I'm with him. That was kind of messed up. It was kind of messed up. Speaking of messed up, Jim, we come into this game. Clayton Richard has the worst ever numbers there's ever been against right-handed pitching. We roll out the all-righty lineup. The first two batters of the game, Homer for the Yanks. And we're we're you're starting to wonder if like 15 is in play runs-wise. We ran into outs. It's so stupid. Yeah. Gary Gary foul pop fly. Then Stan hit a hard single. Then Luke hits into a double play, which is a not a condi- conventional double play. Stanton ran into an out. And then in the next inning, Hicks got picked off first after after um, he got on base. He only made four outs out of the first six. He only got four of the batters out. We handed him outs. I mean, that, yeah. I, those, I think those changed, changed it. Yeah, what? and it's it's kind of, I mean, it's easy to say as the fan view, but... Also, think about what you just said. Like, batter-wise, Clayton Richard getting guys out wasn't happening. So, Yankees, when you're coming to the plate, they're like, well, I've already seen us hit three home runs. You know, we must be up by a lot. And it's like, not really. And then Clayton Richard kind of got into a flow, and maybe guys were aiming for the fence. But um, uh, baseball Susan a little bit, too. Chad has a good first inning. And he had, like I said, he pitched the game before because Holder couldn't. And this was like a late notice Chad starting and looked pop fly strikeout, ground out. Looked pretty good. He looked the good. 13 man. pitches. Nestor looked good too. Nestor was cruising until the sixth and he just he ran out of gas. Um Nestor's a weirdo and I love it. Oh, that's right. That was the fun of this. This was wiffle ball night. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I tweeted that out. Like, this is a this is a wind up your buddy does in with ball, and you tell him to quit pitching like an asshole. And I was like, how relatable is this? And I think it, like people like blew it up a little bit because it's true. You always have that friend who just has to reach for something. And it was Jake. I, I forgot it was you, but then I went and found the clips of you doing that. So you had an it was it was kind of an angry tweet, Jim. I wasn't angry. I, I'm going to find the verbiage because you were like, everyone's got the one buddy that does <laughs> this did. on the wiffle ball mound. And I was like, I'm that buddy. Well, you read that in a weird, everyone's got one buddy who does this. And they're like, come on, stop pitching like an asshole is the tone it was tweeted in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not nice. Um, That's but, nice. Uh, this is some shit your buddy pulls in wiffle ball and you tell him to stop pitching like an asshole. That's not a nice tweet if I'm on the other end of it and I'm the asshole. That's not mean. It's not nice. <laughs> You've pitched like that. I said, dude, stop pitching like an asshole. I get outs, bro. Um, My record virtue is incredible. You know, barely got outs. Is this not a classic case of like, when we're watching it on our team, it's cool and fun. But if you're the other team, this is miserable. Because this is kind of what Despagne or whatever his name was for the White Sox was doing. Yeah. This is a classic little league where you show up 
like when you're freshman in high school or eighth grade and, and you show up and some dude doesn't throw a hard fastball, but he's got all this junk. And instead of having like a mature enough brain to be like, wow, that dude's a good pitcher. He like he can throw a lot of breaking balls like this dude's throwing fucking trash and we can't hit it because we're used to faster pitches. Only reason we can't hit this kid is because we're not used to hitting this slow of a pitch. <laughs> Every little leaker has said those words. Yes. And it's yes. just it's just an immature way of saying this dude's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh but yeah, but Nestor's fun. Dude, he had one where Nest- his leg was straight up. It's like, what are you doing, boy? Nest- <laughs> Nestor's fun for us still. We we still think there's a little fool's gold attached, and then we get <laughs> We get the four horsemen, except instead of Adovino, Stephen Tarpley comes in in a in a high leverage inning, and he and he looks very solid. Um, they they keep running Nestor out there one inning too long. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. He he once he loses his spot with that eighty eight mile per hour four seamer, it turns into an eighty eight mile per hour four seamer. In the middle like, of the zone, like Nestor Cortez is probably going to become a case study because I, I, I mean, I'm going to look it up now, but I guarantee you that was also probably his third time through the order, right? So let's see. He came, he came in initially in the second inning, and his first batter was Biggio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see, he, he gets got three, one, two, three innings. So, so. No, I he got pulled at Guerrero and beat. So so the third time in the order was coming up. So he he did just straight up run out of steam. Um, but I, again, still that's. I mean, we'll essentially take that line from Nestor all day, which again isn't the highest expectations, but it's Nestor Cortez Jr. The Orioles didn't want this guy on their team. How dumb are they? That's nuts. Chester. Chester. 5.1 two earned runs out of Chester. You think they so, talk to each other? Ooh, like, do you think this has formed a friendship between them? Chad and Nestor? Yeah. Like, hey, we got the ball tomorrow. You and think? did you hear, uh, they talked about it in the booth towards the end of the game, but, like, technically Chad Green is going to get a start in the London game? And they're like, and they're like, yeah, Chad was like, yeah, sounds cool. My family's excited. <laughs> I think MLB is going to be pissed. The Yanks are running an opener in London. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? Like you're trying to explain, sexy. you're trying to explain baseball to a new fan base, and they're going to be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I thought there's one guy. Yeah, I thought starting <laughs> pitch. Okay. Yesterday, there was one guy, the Japanese fellow. I liked him a lot. We got eight shutout. We got a lot of guys today. What's going on? Oh, this is a new strategy. They're just starting to adopt right now. What? Cool. We don't we don't care, love. (laughs) Show us the home runs. What accent's that? Jake, why don't you go run through the Yankees roster with your London accent? I don't know. Maybe, I think that's an end of the show thing, that if, if people want to turn it off, they can. Okay, fine. Let's go to burn number three. David John LeMayhew. There you go. On your mark. Get set. 
Burn. Final game of the three-game set as Trent Thornton and the Baby Jays try not to get swept against the Big Maple, eh? James Paxton and the Yanks in the Bronx. But first, Jim, will never be Royals. Lourdes Gurriel, three-run shot in the first, followed by Danny hitting 170. Jansen, two-run homer in the second. Jays are up a nickel after two, but the pinstripes would chip away. Didi, do you love me? Are you riding? Solo shot for Gregorius extends the Yanks' major league record to 29 straight games going Yardsky. Then the judge orders a two-RBI single, and then... La Machina, the machine, DJ LeMahieu, two-run home run. He's hitting 489 in his last 11 games. We are locked up at fives after four, but Jim, green light again for Lourdes Gurriel. Second Yabo of the day. Yanks take back the lead with a Hixie sack fly and a Luke Voigt RBI single. Britain is in for the save, and oh no. Couple hits, some sloppy defense. Sevens are wild, and we're going into the bottom of the ninth. How about a Glaber bomb? Instead, it's a Glaber bloop. Drops into right. Didi scores, and like your mom with company coming over, the Yanks sweep as they head over to London for some teas and strumpets, love. 8-7 final. Nice. So they did, you did win. Did you burn there? Yeah, I'll mute my mic. Heard a big sneeze in my ears. Yeah, I had a sneeze. I got I got sneeze in my headphones. You got no sneeze in my headphones. No sneeze in my headphones. Yeah. Come this on, game, rabbit. man. This game. I was. This game almost killed you. This is gonna sound bad, but I gotta be okay, honest. Okay, here we go. When Paxton sucked, and we were down five nothing. I didn't care about this game at all, and which is why Paxton sucked, in my opinion. We already won right. the series. We're going to London. Everyone's head's in London already. Who cares about this day game with no fans after winning the series? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we go down to 5 nothing. I'm like, okay, maybe this is a half-pay-attention game. Then I can get some burns done, or I can just kind of, like, relax. And then... When it was like 5-3, I was like, oh, no, we're going to win this game. This turns into like, okay, start making gifts, start doing videos, like, let's go. So then I'm into it. It's fun. And then I thought it was just, then they, like when, when we had the lead, 7-6, I was like, oh, we're going to win this game. So I started like kind of backing off again, doing other right. things, organizing. So did the Yanks. So did the Yanks. And then when Britain... Tied it in the ninth, lost in a seven-seven. I'm sitting here th thinking, "Oh fuck, they're gonna walk off next inning because the Blue Jays stink." And now my whole day is flipped upside down because it's like an hour of the Sterling call, the breakdown, the magic moment video, everything else, and then record this. And it was almost like just exhausting to think about. But I'm very happy they won. But I just wish they could have won normal. Wish we would have went five up nothing. Went up five nothing. Yeah, I, I sent you. Uh, yeah, we did come back from down five nothing. I guess that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I sent you like an apology text when the Yankees walked off because I know 
that that sends you through an absolute spin cycle. Um, and I'm sorry about that. It's um, fun. Usually I have some more gusto. I was at a gusto today. No gusto. You lose me? I lost your audio for a second there. Maybe your audio loses me every time I say the word gusto. Did I lose you again? Gotcha now. Is it every time I say gusto? I think so. Just don't say gusto. Okay. Okay. Know who says gusto? Who? Richard Skelsky. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I was just too tired. But Paxton, man, pissing me off. Yeah. I said it on the pregame show. He He gets up for big games. If there's no, like... Emotion. I guess someone in my Twitter mentioned said, like, that's a big high school college coach thing. Create your own energy. Yeah. And someone said Roger Clemens used to put Icy Hot on his balls. So he would, right. like, take them out and be like, woo! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Like, Paxton, find something so that before you throw every the first pitch of every game, you're angry. Yeah. Because it just seems like the moment needs to sweep him up and he can't create his own moment. Yeah, and I, I, I think there's a couple things going on. I don't know how much we're talking about Paxton. Now that I think about it, we, we might be talking about him in a little bit for awards. Um, first inning Paxton, I mean, is a full-blown thing now. His ERA coming into today in the first inning was a nine flat. It went up today, gave up three runs in the first. And then that's where it kind of gets weird. Like, Danny Jansen batting 170 clips him for a bomb. Um and if you take that away, which isn't fair, I mean, Danny Jansen got him. Danny Jansen had a three-hit day. I mean, baseball Susan. I actually heard Sterling uh, say that. But, um, you know, Paxton, Paxton has rough first innings. If that Jansen homer doesn't happen, I mean, we kind of have a Paxton start here. Bad first inning, then he settled down a little bit. The Jansen homer was like, damn, man. Um, and then Gurriel clips him again in the fifth, but... Um, you're definitely right. I mean, there's absolutely something there that it's like, I mean, does I mean, hopefully it's a good thing and come September, October, if we need big games out of them. Um, but yeah, right now it's almost, uh, I, we saw it coming in with the pregame show. You're like, I, I don't think Paxson's going to have it today. And he, he did it. Yeah. Troublesome, man. I don't know. It's really annoying too, because like, then we play the Red Sox. He's throwing 98 on the black to open it up. Right. And you're all fired up like, hell yeah, let's do it. So, uh, so like, what's the fix there? You know what I mean? Yeah, and no, I, I don't know because, I mean, it's it's obviously known. And we, we've seen this in past years, and it's it's just kind of a baseball thing, man. You hear guys throw, they throw extra bullpen before they come in to try to simulate the first inning. Um, you, you hear about guys doing, doing a lot of things. It's, um, I think it's interesting that James Paxton, when he's right, he is such a good starter that you'd never use an opener on him. But I bet there's a couple geeks in the Yankees front office that are saying, well, throw Chad before Paxton. Funniest moment of, yeah, the, moving on from Paxton, the funniest moment of this game was DJ's game-tying home run and the reactions of the dugout. Because at that point, he was like 11 for 14 or 11 for 13 and 24 for his last 48 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's 20, 22 for his last 45. 
489 in his last 11 games. I had 11 a of, games. I had a bunch of Colorado people being like, why are you guys surprised that DJ can hit? It's like, no, 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 no. We know DJ yeah. can hit. Yeah. What he's doing is beyond hitting. Yeah. It's ridiculous what he's doing. Yeah, I ended up my I I tweeted out Lemayhu stats before this game, and it it went pretty viral. And then uh, Drew Creaseman, who I, who I hopped on the Rockies podcast with recently, he retweeted it, and then it fully got into Rockies Twitter. And uh, yeah, I mean it's. I, I don't know. It's it's you see the things that they get all the time. You know, so many people were like, "Oh, he he was only good because he's at cores," like mocking other fans. And then they, um, what was the other thing they kept saying? And oh, uh, they kept saying <laughs> they were like, "Oh, he's only good because uh, he's good at hitters parks." And it's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, just just turns out DJ LeMay is really good, um, which is good. I'm enjoying it. Are you though, or are you scared? Weirded out. Yeah, it it crossed in it crossed into the area of like absurd. Yeah, like it's like witchcraft. He's like I was yeah. like Gary had the same reaction. Like, oh my god, what's this is? Yeah, this is too much for me. It's too much. What were the what? pitching? What were the pitching things? So like this was a game where we knew that Hale was going to come in. Right. Because Canely and Chapman were both unavailable. Nestor and Chad both unavailable. So your options were Tarpley, Otto, Britton, and Hale. And Sessa kind of, but not. They had Sessa up in case we didn't win it, but like we were so clearly winning it in the bottom of the yeah. ninth. Blue um, Jays are bad. Blue Jays are a bad team. Doesn't look like they're this year's Orioles anymore. Um, yeah, big game. Steven Tarpley, uh, Vino comes in. He gives up the one hit, and then he strikes out three. Uh, Britain was kind of doing Britain stuff. It's he, he has those days. Yet at the same time, he also induced two double play balls. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, walk it off. Good at bat by Glaber. We were just talking about that on Sharp Stats too. O two. Spits on the off speed, doesn't swing at the outside pitch. And then that pitch wasn't even that bad. It was like down and in. It might have clipped the zone if the ump had is, you know, wanted to call it a strike. And Glaber just punches it, like just fists it off. Yeah. And J Jimmy and I still get surprised when we do something, like if we do something right, like kind of doing like real Yankees analysis. Jimmy was blown away by the pregame show because we basically had our pitching figured out and uh, Paxton to a degree. And I, I was blown away by Sharp Stats because we picked three topics and two of the three were the story of this game, the Yankees coming behind and Glaber Torres. I got distracted because the Yankees got special jumpsuits just for the London trip. Like, they're all wearing the same exact outfit. Love that. Going onto the plane. And I got to tell you, they look pretty good. Edwin doesn't look great, and that might be mean. Oh, they did him like soccer outfits. Yeah, yeah, like Euro jumpsuits. Nice. Like D Didi looks absolutely like a natural. Didi. He's going to be mean, mistaken for a soccer player while he's over there. Judge kind of always looks good. Glaber looks like a kid. Voight actually pretty strong with the hair because it's a soccer player outfit. Lemayhu looks like he doesn't care about any 
item of clothes he's ever put on. <laughs> LeMayhew just, this is not the first time today LeMayhew got handed an outfit and said, wear this. I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing that's how he gets dressed every morning. So he starts every morning, yeah. His wife, it went, it went from mom to wife, or to mom to girlfriend, like, he just they walks. give him his outfit, and then he goes plays baseball. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> that, uh, put on these jeans and this shirt. Okay. Thanks. It's, uh, <laughs> love him. LeMayo's got two waters in his hand. Good move. Power play, yeah. Dude, did you see, I did a breakdown of the walk-off celebration, and Judge, like, palmed Glaber's head? Didn't see that yet. It looked like it looked Glaber's head looked like a softball inside Judge's hand. Freaked me out a little bit. It's like an alien reaching down and like boop, grabbing Glaber up like a like Toy Story claw. He's a big guy. So big. So big. All right, you want to move on to awards? I think so. I have one question for you before awards. Yeah. Do you think they're boozing on the plane? No, I think I think today's athletes, like when we talked with Bird, he was like, no drinking. I think they're like very in tune with their body and like, see, well, CC's not, a, doesn't drink anymore. Right. Yeah, man, I think like, I mean, I'm sure there's some of it, but I think it, compared to back in the day. Like I... I would say flying to London with two days off after you just had an incredible homestand, no Club 161. Maybe they bring Club 161 to the plane. That's it. Got it. I'm good. Okay. Jake's They're going to have He's a couple good. drinks on the plane. You're flying to London. You just walked off, and you just had one of the most impressive homestand of the season. They're having a couple grape sodas. Okay. You heard it here first. I don't know why I need to believe that. I'm so pathetic. <laughs> yeah kind of i you yeah. but it makes you happier thinking they're gonna have some drinks i just want them having fun you know yeah some people you don't have to go you don't have to go full wade boggs but have a couple groups so, like make i want someone to force glaber torres to drink a tequila shot because he's 22 years old and he just hit a walk off is that so much do you want anyone to do the david cone where as the plane is landing they slide on a tray down the middle aisle See, like, I don't think players do that stuff anymore. Because if you, like, back I in the day. I don't think player, I think David Cohn was the one of the only guys doing that. Yeah. Well, no, I think back in the day, if you did that and you got hurt, like, it wouldn't be, like, a giant story. Like, you and I do our daily, like, radio show, uh, John Boy Jake Radio. And, like, if that happened, that would be, like, one of the first things we talk about. Yeah. If Coney did that back in the day, it comes out in his book later and you laugh. Now it's a problem. They'd also hide it. They'd be like, oh, he got hurt driving. They wouldn't be like, he was sliding on his tray down the aisle as the plane descended. <laughs> Fuck. Who has ever done that? Cone. David Cone. Yeah. Crazy kid. All right. Next up is a and the first award we gave out, give out here on Talking Yanks is... And Jake gets to go first since it is Wednesday. Jake, this might be tough for you. 
Who is your pride of the Yankees? Jimmy, my pride of the Yankees is kind of as obvious as it comes. It's it's DJ LeMayhew. I'm I'm not looking at anybody else's stats, and I don't want to, Jim, because um, he's been an insane person. Um, he he's straight been an insane person. I mentioned <laughs> in his last eleven games, Jim. His last eleven games. He's hitting 489, um, which, which is insane. That's, that's three, three series that he's basically getting on base at over a 500 clip. Um, he, has, he has a four for four day recently. Um, he, he technically, uh, I, I think we missed some couple of the stats there. Or maybe we didn't. Maybe these are real. Did he hit 875 this series? I think he did. So I mean, just Jake. Just he's eleven for his last fourteen, whatever that is, or maybe it changed. Maybe he's like eleven for his last fifteen now. It's it's numbers that don't make sense. There's I think when we talk about numbers and it's like, wow, Judge has gone off for two weeks. Those are video game numbers. Lemayhew went past video game numbers. He's 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 in Lemayhew numbers. He's in machine numbers. That's how he's gotten the nickname. Um, and by the way over all these time periods where he's doing things. I don't think he played first this series. Maybe he did, but he's been playing first, second, and third base. He did play first. He played first in the in the first game. He missed the line drive off his glove. He got angry because DJ LeMahieu doesn't make mistakes, so he went four for four in the first game. He's unbelievable. <laughs> so he went four for four in the first game, right? Playing first went, base. And he went two for four in the third game. So, so far we're at six... Four, eight, right? Playing third base, yep. And the middle game, let me pull it up real quick. Two for four, playing second base. So eight for 12? Is that where we landed at? Eight for 10? It's, it's a lot. It's either 667 or it starts with an eight. It's, it's too much for us. We don't, intern okay, Luke isn't here. Is. here. We it's, don't have a math guy. It's four for eight. And then four you for plus, eight plus four for four. Yeah, so it's eight so for that's twelve. Eight for twelve. Okay, so six sixty-seven um, batting average this series with a couple walks, playing three different infield positions. Not bad, huh? Not bad. Pride of the Yankees. He's crazy. I love his interviews. There, there. I was just cracking myself up at his post-game interviews. They're like, what's it, what do you see in the ball as right now? Like, is it just awesome? He's like, yeah, I feel pretty good, hitting pretty well. Um, just trying to like, you know, ride it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did did you just go eight for twelve? Yeah, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> Cream cherry, you're insane. All right, well, your pride of the Yankees was so boring, Jake, because it was so obvious. Boring. Boring, like your life in Denver. In Denver, Colorado. My pride of the Yankees is Aaron Judge. Now, Judge came back. He was two for 10 in his first series versus the first three games. And there was still a little bit of like, did they rush this for London? Was there pressure? Is he really healthy? You know what I mean? 
And in this series, he pops his first home run since coming back. In the second game, he sat the first game. He went two for three. And today, he went three for five with two RBIs, one run. He hits a home run in the second game. He had a lot of hard ground balls. And I was like, oh, I think Judge is just being Judge again. I think he's good to go. Uh, Maybe they didn't rush this. But he ends up with five hits in two games played. And yeah. he's judge, man. He he did the Gatorade today on on uh, Glaber when he was talking to this new sideline reporter named Justin. Justin Shackle. He normally does the in-house stuff, but because everyone already fled to London, he got he got moved up. Good for him. Guy. Congrats, Justin. But judge Justin, you're not the pride of the Yankees. Judges. No, Aaron Judge. Now it's good um, to see yeah. him being like. Like, he was part of the team defensively and base running. His base running is still so good. Yeah. I think people, I think non-Yankee fans would be shocked by that. You'd tell them, like, no, Judge is really good base runner. And they'd think, oh, for a good guy, he's good. For a big big guy, he's a good base runner. It's like, no, 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 no. He's a really good base runner. Not for his size, just for anything. He's an impressively good base runner. It's Dirk shooting threes. It's like, no, 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 no. He, he's not a good shooter for a big guy. He's a good shooter. Yeah. Judge wild. isn't a good runner for a big guy. He's a good runner. Yeah. It's nuts. Good for him. I like that you, you called my pride of the Yankees boring because it was so obvious, and you picked Aaron Judge. Yeah. That might be his first pride of the Yankees all season. Guy has an area of the stadium named after him. Yeah. That's his second Pride of the Yankees all season. You've brag, never even brag. given Aaron Judge a Pride of the Yankees. Wow, you must hate him. Because I try to entertain the people, you ugly Shkelski. From Denver. From Denver. Yeah. Who's your uh, Yankee next motherfucker? Ooh. Some um, easy options here, huh? Who who wants the layup? Who ordered the foot long? There's two um, layups. So you take one, I'll take the other guy. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll I'll do it just because it's been a fun Twitter thing. I'll I'll take Holder. Um, he is clearly broken. Um, he is the most broken. Um, and he needs to get fixed. Um, and I I mean there's still a chance he becomes a part of this team out of the bullpen this year because Luis Sessa is still out there. Um and he he could give us some good innings. Um, hopefully, he gets a little bit of of the Chad Green treatment. Um, I don't expect him to be doing what Chad Green is doing now. But Jonathan Holder is better than what we saw. Um, and I mean, just just a reminder, just just to keep people at ease a little bit. When Jonathan Holder came out of that game after giving up five runs, his ERA was still lower than Chad Green's. So relievers are very volatile. Things can get better for Jonathan Holder. Right now, they're so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, two weeks in a row, two series in a row, you've given Jonathan Holder your motherfucker. Well, they, the Yankees were a little late on it, but he's, he's where he's supposed to be right now. And three times out of the last six series, you've given him your motherfucker. You hate Jonathan Holder. I'm trying to enter. I speak to the people, man. That's what they want to hear. I don't think Holder's going to come back and be 
good. Okay. Do you? Like with Chad, I was pretty positive he was going to come back. A coin flip with Holder. Because he doesn't have a plus pitch. He doesn't like, have a plus plus pitch. He has three semi plus pitches. And he's his he needs his location. He said he can't locate his fastball, which you hear every pitcher say they need. And everything works off the fastball as a pitcher. So I mean I, I think he can come back and be the Jonathan Holder of last year. Yeah. Why would he not be able to? I don't know. I, I mean, it's 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 just relievers. I mean, how how many people? I'm not going to go dig through tweets. How many people shit on Tommy Canely last year? Stuff happens with relievers. I'm not saying he. I'm not going to say he's going to be great. I know people like taking my he could close for other teams. If he ended up on a bad team without a dominant closer, they would maybe throw him out there if he was on a hot streak. I think. Okay? He, I think that one's been wrong. He's now got. DFA'd. Just just wait till he ends up on a bad team and he gets hot and we go, oh hey. But um no, I, I, I think, you know, if Jonathan Holder came back and was, you know, for every three appearances he had one bad one at some point, like that wouldn't shock you. Um, but he's he's gotta get fixed and we'll we'll see if we see him again. Maybe he gets linked and in, tied into a trade. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm just saying with Chad, I was very positive he was gonna come back up and be good again, because it's like well, it was di- it was different things wrong for Holder. It's location for Chad. He lost miles per hour off his one pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. the the fix The fix was more visible than Holder's. Um, well, we'll see. Right, right now, may- maybe we'll see and maybe we won't. I don't think he's going to get traded now because that that was my that was my spin zone theory. Cashman doesn't really trade guys when their value's at their lowest, and Jonathan's Holder's value is at his lowest. Yeah, and he's got time left. Yeah. My my was, You got one more thing to say? I was gonna say that's that's why he wanted to stay on the Yankees, so he did this on purpose. Real Ooh, smart. Ooh, smart. My motherfucker is James Paxton. We already talked about it enough. Uh he's really bothering me with these just like emotionless boring no fight outings. Like when you know what pissed me off more is when the Yankees tied it, he immediately gave a home run back. Yeah, I yeah. thought he would come back out then with like fucking be gung ho. Like, all right. And then he just like, nah. Home run. Guriel is also on a heater right now. Not not that it's a full excuse. Guriel's numbers on the season now. He's up to 304, 351 OBP with a 615 slugging. So, uh, I mean, a little love for Lourdes, but you're, you're right. I mean, that was, that was pretty super deflating. Yeah. All right. Who's your first award? What is your first award and who is winning it? Did you hear me say pretty super deflating? What was that? You're the best at um, words. Those words, those words, those words. Um, I'm uh I'm going to go with Jim. The Elton John. Ah! It's a good sound. The Elton John Award. Okay. So, um think of some Elton John songs, Tiny Dancer. You're going to give a Tony Danza Award, Rocket Man maybe. Who's the Rocket Man? Uh Rocket Man. 
is the Cuban Rocket. You are going Araldus Chapman. You are so close. So we're going Rocket Man. We're going Gary Sanchez, Jim. Oh, wow. Threw out a couple guys. Also helped Steven Tarpley out. Again, in a high-leverage high spot that we don't, don't necessarily want Steven Tarpley in. His throw to second base, I don't know if you saw. I had the stat cast on it. 350. Miles per hour? 350 miles per hour, down to second. Second um, fastest of the year for him, right? And he had the 185 pop time in the first game. And he told CeCe, I've got you because I have this rocket attached to my arm. Um, Gary Sanchez chucking dudes out when, and I, I someone tweeted this at me. I, I forget who it was, but I'll give them a little love. We came into this season with our fears about Gary's blocking, um, which, by the way, was, again, a lot of it was due to injury. His shoulder was hurt. Um, and he wasn't a great blocker. He's been blocking very solidly this year. Um, he has four pass Jimmy, balls. They all came right after he got off the DL from being hurt. Jimmy, if you also remember those first couple games, first couple series, his throw wasn't there. He he had the big curve on it. He threw a couple into the outfield, so people were going there. If you don't know about Gary's arm now, I mean, get the funk out my face. Because um, I think he's, what, second second fastest pop time, second fastest arm or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It, so He was tied for second at one point. And, uh, again, when you factor that in with what that gentleman can do at the plate, he's the best catcher in baseball. So I, I wanted to give the arm some love because, Jim, actually, some big outs with that arm. Paulie yeah. O was all over it. He said the the Tarpley one, I mean, that changes an inning, especially for a young reliever in a tight game. That was a that was a play too. He's like, I'm gonna bobble this. The old the old bait and switch. You gotta give it's him a genius. little cushion. You gotta give him a little cushion, then you stick him. Oh no. What's wrong? I mean, I I just I've seen this cycle. The I mean the the quotes will go for a little bit, and then the remember the Titans will be back for a couple weeks now. Yeah, they will. You yeah. might even watch it this weekend because you've got a little extra free time. So now I'm really worried. Ah, uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I want to. He's lining up offsides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. My next award is... What's your first award? My first award is... Who got you them boots? <laughs> Love them boots. Um, okay. So boots. We're talking shoes. Did anyone kick any balls this week? Um, uh, 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 Didi. Love them boots. And you're the best promoter. It's a good scene. No, these boots are made for walking, and that's just what I'll do. Walk mm. my way out of this slump. Aaron Hicks wins the Who Got yeah. You Them Boots Award. I got yes, a DM sir. today like, how long are we going to let Hicks slide? It's been 100 at-bats now. And I responded, well, he's got four hits in his last four games and a 400 batting average now. Yeah. No. He, had, he has four hits in his last five games, which ain't great. No. But he's got a lot of walks. Yeah. And he's got a 400 on base percentage in his last five games. 
It's an inch. It's a stepping stone. Uh, he, yeah. he pissed me off today. I was watching with my brother. 2-0 count. Didn't swing. 3-0 count. Swung. 3-1. Didn't swing. Now he got the walk. So it's a smart move by him. It's just so boring. But these boots are made for walking, man. That's what he does. Like, I had this weird cycle with Hicks. Where last year we were like, man... Hicks is good. He's having a really good season. It's just not that fun to watch. And then in the offseason, I was like, you know what? Hicks was really good last year. We were just like too hard on him. But now I'm back in this cycle where like, dude, it's not that fun to watch your at-bats. I, I, give, a, give us a little credit. I mean, midway through last season, we were like, yo, Hicks is balling out. Um, credit where credit's due. Um, but uh. I'll say this. Um, I would have given Hicks the Andre Kirilenko award because he's filling the box score, man. Um, b- baseball, if, if you get one of these categories, you normally have a decent day. Um, a, game one, look at Hicks's categories. Two runs, one hit, three RBI, a walk. That was his homer game that gave us the lead. That is impactful. Uh, the next game, he just had the one hit. Okay, sure. Um, in today's game, he gets one run, one RBI, two walks. So it's, it's are you impacting the game? And he is. I am very much fine with sliding him down the lineup, which we've seen the past two games. And I think they're going to do a little bit until he he shows he's figured figured it out. And, I mean, right now, I mean, it's, it's tough to get him up there because you can't move LeMayhew. You're not going to move Judge now. And I, I still think it's it'd be bizarre to move Gary down. So um, he, he's he's impacting the game. Um, and I mean, it all stems, uh, not it all stems, but it goes back to the the Houston playoff series two years ago. Aaron Hicks, it starts with his defense. That's why he's out there. All the walks and home runs, those are bonus. I don't think they're bonus. I think the walks and the defense are what he's there for. The home runs are bonus. Okay, the home runs are your bonus. You need to do. You need to be productive. We don't want him to be JBJ. Like that's what you say about Jackie Bradley Jr. And he's better than that. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Hicks has a big bonus. Mm, he can't be his bonus. His offense can't just be a bonus. You need so- you need some production out of it. Yeah, and it, he'll get there. It's it's still early. We're seeing some signs, um, and he's well. We'll see how long I'm saying this sentence, Jim, because I think I said this either last series or last week that Hicks is a hot week away from having exactly what you'd expect Aaron Hicks's numbers to be. So we'll we'll see if that comes soon or not. Um, we'll we'll see how often I'm saying that sentence. Okay, we will see. What's your what's your next award? I, James, am going with the Pete Rose Award. Wow. Wow. Banned from baseball. Yep. Um, uh, a troublemaker. Oh, yeah. A Cincinnati Red. Yep. Clint Frazier. Oh, boy. Thought, thought you'd go there, because if you didn't, I did. Um... Jimmy, Pete Rose, Charlie Hustle, 
Edwin Encarnacion, babe. Oh, you like that double. I liked that double, man. I, I think, uh, A, we haven't talked about Edwin too much, who found the short porch and gave like a, a almost a Glaber smile. He's like, okay, if I can do that, I, I can be dangerous here. Um, Jim, in today's game, we, we mentioned Paxton was a mess. Um, it was a little back and forth at the end, 3-5, final. Um, Encarnacion, bottom five, hits a ball in the gap. Edwin Encarnacion, not known for his speed. Um, center fielder cuts it off. Edwin, not a huge rope-a-dope, but a little like, I'm not Charlie Hustle. Turns it on, head first slide in a second. You're a little scared after seeing Stanton do it. Uh, gets in position, gets moved over to third. Hixie sack fly, and that's in, in a game that was tied into the ninth. Every run matters, and we, we've talked a little bit about the Brett Gardner effect, how you know his hustle, and you, you see an experienced vet like that doing something. I think Encarnacion's been in the league like 13 years now or something like that, and he is, he is hustling on doubles in the gap that are getting cut off in a 6-5 game against the Blue Jays when they've already won the series. Um, it, was a, it was a really nice play. I think the podcast could be going a little differently if that play doesn't happen. Uh, or if he gets thrown out. So uh, a, a little love from Edwin, man. All right. Okay. I like it. Thanks, dog. Do you hear uh, Sterling changed the call a little? Like it was una celebration for Edwin Encarnacion. He changed right. it to Eddie, which is he so likes, much more of a party name than Edwin. Likes calling him Eddie. I, I listen. I listened to a little radio today. Heard a few Eddies. I like it. I'm. I like calling him Eddie. Eddie E, baby. That's a that's a good New York name. Eddie E. Eddie E. Hey, you owe me money. Just gonna start yelling that at people and see if someone cracks. All right. All right. What? Wow. I forget how much. For, you owe me sixty bucks. Oh my god. Just give me the 60 bucks right now. My last and final award. Last and final award. And this is a bit awkward because we didn't plan this. Oh, no. Is the Elton John Award. Oh, boy. And I was a little upset with you that you used it, knowing I was going to use it. Okay. Elton John. So I think I'm going to have to change this now just so we can differentiate the real Elton John award is what my crocodile rock crocodile rock comes into play. You give the award since, since we accidentally had the same award, you can say who it's for and us, the people we will rename the award appropriately because the, the Elton John award is very prestigious. You can't just name yours, the real Elton John award. You gave out the Elton John award. This one's called the real Elton John award. No, 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 no. I don't talk about it. No, that's just its name. Okay. So the real Elton John award goes to a guy with a rocket arm. Okay. Who sweats crocodile tears. Okay. And once made out with Tony Danza. Okay. Now we're getting. Araldus Chapman. Okay. Chappie came in two times in this series. And he got to save both times. Granted, 
He gave up a run, one of them. I don't care about that. I know that like the analytical people probably do. Right. Like my if you your only stat that I care about is did you get the save in save situations? Right. That's where I completely like the way people view relievers is so weird to me because like who cares? It, it, your job's to close the game. Well, whatever. Anyway, he's currently tied for second in MLB in saves, Jake. We're not the all star. We're not in the all star break. He has twenty three saves on the season, and now a zero point nine two WHIP, which I think is the best WHIP on the team. It's easy, only do one inning. How many blown saves does he have? Looks like he has one, two, two blown saves and one loss. Yeah, I want to say two. He had one really early in the year that was to like the White Sox rookie, and everyone was like. Freaking out. He, he's been great this year. Dude dude casually won best reliever of the month in the AL. Yeah. He's been really good. And him and Gary like crossed each other up and had this weird conversation on the mound. That was interesting. He's so he sweaty. Like Crocodile tears. Starts. And I think this is really cool. Okay. Nice start, Jake. This is um, going to be so uncool. It's going to be so uncool. No, dude, the fact that as the summer comes, his fastball just picks up. Like, I think that's really cool. <laughs> the weather? Really do. Dude, he's just, I'm, <laughs> I'm a warm weather guy, people. I didn't, I didn't know if he still had 102 in him. I think we might see a 103 this year, which I didn't think he had that in him still. Did he hit 103? He hit 102. I think he's going to get 103. You want me to juice the gun? I mean, I could put out my own stat cast like you have Gary's arm. I can do my own. Throw out a 103. What do you you mean my own stat cast? That was the numbers. Oh, I know. You went to statcast.com and saw that number and you shared it with us. No, Statcast called me. Uh, were Were you wondering how fast that throw was? They also, the Statcast is also a Jimmy John's commercial. Jimmy John's, what a, what a, Jimmy John's does everything but promote their sandwich. Smart. Like, hey, we got the fastest delivery in the world. Hey, you want wine with your sandwich? Sounds like you guys don't have good sandwiches. Because if you had good, like, they like had, their if, bread. If they had good sandwiches, they'd promote the sandwich is all I, all I'm thinking. They got to get better innards. The bread's okay. I've been getting this new sandwich at Jersey Mike's that's like got this weird stuff on top, but it's kind of it's, it's unique and it makes me crave it. Cherry pepper okay. relish, it's called. Mm. They call it CPR. CPR. Yeah. Jake. All right. So there you have it. Aroldis Chapman won the real Elton John Award this week. Yeah. Which. Who uh, who didn't we mention? We we saw Didi get some hits, which which was important because otherwise that would have started getting a little negative. And he hit a home um, run. Yeah, and it it was good. It was a Didi home run, if if that makes sense. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Guardy yeah, yeah. with a tough series, so may, maybe we're getting into another Guardy cold snap. Um, Glaber cat did Glaber hit like five hundred this series? Our, our stats are a little juice this week. Um, dude, yeah, we, we didn't mention Luke Voigt at all. Luke Voigt, know what it is, Jim? 
when he hits a home run, it's so impressive because he's like linebacker, Sosa hop. When it's not, it's kind of funky. Like, I, I feel like, I don't know, like the dude had two hits today and I remember the double because he had kind of a nice slide. But I, I just walk away from some Luke Voigt games and I'm like, how'd he do? And it's like, oh, two for five? That's a great day. Yeah, he's, I mean, Luke Voigt's been been doing well. Yeah. That's why I was trying to fight with people who was telling me not. I mean, okay, let's do the month of the month of June. Okay, the month of June, Luke Voigt only has three home runs in 21 right. games. That's not, like, fantastic, right? Right. He has a 295 batting average. Yep. A 421 on base percentage. Say word. <laughs> and an 870 OPS. He's got a three eighty. He's got a three eighty five on base percentage on the season. Uh huh. Fuck. The real, real Elton John award. Luke Urshela got two games, one good, one no hits, whatever. Um, yeah, but in the game that he didn't get a hit, he was giving out really good advice in the dugout, so he impacted. He had the nice play that ended the game. One game. Yeah, um, it was nice. All right. Yeah, I think that's about it. We didn't say a ton about our relievers outside of Holder, but that's kind of a good thing. Um, I don't know. Any do we need any thoughts on London? I'm gonna put my early thought out there that I had on the pregame show. Be on the lookout, and I'll I'll say this like four times, I guess, after this, we have so many shows. Be on the lookout for that first game back. So they play in London on Sunday night. It's actually Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Sunday day. <laughs> yeah. But then they fly back and they have one off day and then they play the Mets at City Field. Now for the Mets, that's a big game. The Yankees are coming right. to town. We're hosting the Yankees, the Subway Series. For the Yankees, that's going to be like feel like such small potatoes like Dude, we just did the craziest London trip. This is so unimportant that the Mets might crush him in that game. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I would say if we're preparing post-London, which we're, we're going to do a London podcast, but there's a chance that the six games between London and the All-Star break aren't as much fun, um, which I don't know at this point is kind of a shrug, but... Um, yeah. I just meant one I'm, I just meant the one game. Okay, so you're you have a one game buffer. I'm I'm worried not worried about all six, but I I'm interested to see what they look like. I'm excited for the London series. I, I really wasn't. I, I kind of expected like baseball to be weird about it or or I don't know, bad things to happen. Um I, I'm excited. It sounds like MLB kinda thought this thing out, except I mean, a ton of foul ground and a shallow center field, but um, I, I don't know. It, it should be fun. Go the Yankees. Say go the Yankees in your London accent. Someone, a couple last things. Someone tweeted at me, so this isn't my thoughts, but someone tweeted this at me, and they said, how jealous is Clint that he didn't get the London jumpsuit? That's what he's jealous of more than not being able to go to London? <laughs> like Potentially. Uh, nah, but now batting DJ LeMayhew. After him, it's Luke Voigt. 
Aaron Hicks in centre. Gary Sanchez, he'll be your catcher today. Giancarlo Stutton got hurt in the last fixture. D.D. Gregorius, he'll be patrolling your shortstop areas. Glaber Therese, the second baseman. Gio Urshela, we heard he's a happy fella at the hot corner. Brett Gardner, the old savvy veteran coming down the wing. Aaron Judge, the face of the franchise. Edwin Encarnacion, let's see your parrot friend. You started out Australian, slipped into South African, and then ended up British, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to try to have a straight face and say, like, enjoy your trip around the world. But yeah, that was, uh, that was weird. <laughs> straight grizzly. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.